How many people have left church? Oh, what this person said. Oh, what that person said. Oh, what this person said. Why? Because they took the lie hook, line, and sinker, not knowing that this is a part of the journey. Well, hello, my friends. This is Pastor Mark A. Stroud, and I thank you once again for joining me for another episode of Kingdom Rock Radio. Well, on today's broadcast, we're going to speak from the subject of Somebody Lied. Can you believe that? Yes, there is a big old lie being told today, and I want to make sure that you are not involved in the lie, because the lie causes a falling away from the church. It causes so many to turn their backs and walk away. But you know, the Father has given us a safeguard, and that safeguard is truth. And once you know truth, you will be made free. So I pray today that you will stick around and hear the entire message. Don't forget to go to our website at www.kingdomrock.org. There you can grab a hold of today's message. You can download it on your mobile device, or you can also install the Kingdom Rock app. Get it today. It's absolutely free. And I pray that it just blesses you real good. All right. Well, without any further ado, here comes today's message entitled Somebody Lied right here on Kingdom Rock Radio. Yes, let's get into it. Second Thessalonians, the second chapter, verses one through three. Today's message entitled Somebody Lied to You. Somebody has lied to you. So we're going to unravel this lie and destroy this. We want you to know something here. Second Thessalonians uh, chapter two, verses one through three reads like this. Now uh, we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ and by our gathering together unto him, that ye be not soon shaken in mind or be troubled, neither by spirit nor by word nor by letter as from us, as that the day of Christ is at hand. Let no man deceive you by any means. For that day shall not come. Say not come. For that day shall not come. What day? The coming of the Lord Jesus. The return of the Lord. The rapture, the snatching away of the church. That day shall not come except there come a falling away first. And that uh, man of sin be uh, revealed. The son of perdition will stop there. The Bible clearly states that before the day of the Lord, before the coming of Christ, there will be a falling away of the church. Many will depart from the faith. Why is that? Because turbulent times are on the horizon. And those that are not rooted and grounded in Christ, when things get to shaking, will fall off. So the Bible says very clearly, uh, make sure that you are standing. Make sure that you're rooted and grounded in Christ, because as the return of Christ gets closer and closer and closer, there will be a greater and greater amount of shaking. Times will get extremely bad as he approaches. But I'm so grateful that the hope the Lord has given us in Psalm 91 that my wife read earlier this morning. Awesome scripture. The Lord promises to us that he's able to keep us no matter what's going on out there. He's able to keep us. He's able to sustain us. But be well aware as the time of the Lord approaches 
There will be and there is a falling away. So take heed lest you take heed. If you think you're standing, take heed lest you fall. You better watch what's going on. There are lies being spoken in pulpits left and right. And, and this morning, I'm not going to, we're not really going to talk about the lies of whether you can sin or not sin, because there is something that is a lot deeper than that. There is so much, there's something, there is an undertow of lie. There is an undercurrent of a lie that runs so deep. And it is very deceptive and is very, very subtle. That it has caused many to fall away because they have believed the lie, hook, line, and sinker. Yes, and has yes. pulled them right out of the church. Yes, Lord, and today, by the grace of God, and as, and as you pray with me, we're going to dive into this lie. And we're going to make sure that you have not been contaminated Jesus. by the lie. Jesus. Because this lie is somewhat of the glue that holds all others together. Are you hearing some others you can see coming? They're on the news and all that stuff. You some others, but most don't see this one coming. And it pulls people out of the church left and right. Are you hearing? Let's go to John, John 13, John 13. And I'm going to read verses. Uh, I'm going to read really verses one through 17, but I won't read them all because of our time sake today, because there's so much for us to do. But you need to be aware of what's happening right now currently. And let me tell you, um, starting in the month of November on Wednesday nights, we will be uh, begin. We will begin an end time series. We were going to do it on um Sunday evenings at a three o'clock service, but it's going to work out better, unfortunately, on or fortunately, whichever on Wednesday nights. We're going to do it, do an end time series um, preparing for the end time. So if you can try your best to be here, if not, we'll try to have some things available on video later for those uh, that have work schedules that cannot be here. You understand me? John 13, verse number one says, now, therefore, no, rather now before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour was come, that he should depart out of this world unto the father, having loved his own, which were in the world, he loved them unto the death and supper being ended, the devil having put uh, into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son to betray him. Jesus, knowing that the father had given all things into his hands and that he was come from God and went to God, he rises from supper and laid aside his garments and took a towel and girded himself. Verse five, after that, he poured water into a a basin and began to wash his disciples feet and to wipe them with the towel towel wherewith he was girded. Now, then Simon says some things you're going to read it later when you get home. But let's zoom on down verse number 11. Now, the Lord washed all the disciples feet, all of the disciples feet that were present that day. Verse number 11 says, for he knew um, who should betray him. Jesus knew he who would betray him as he's washing the feet. Therefore, he said unto them, ye are not all clean. Verse 12. So after he had washed their feet, 
he had uh, taken his garments and was cast, rather, and was uh, set down again. He said unto them, Know ye what I have done unto you? Ye call me master and lord, and ye say well, for I, for so I am. Then I, rather, if I then, your, rather, your lord and master have washed your feet, ye ought also, rather, ye also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that ye should do as I have done to you. Verily, verily, I say unto you, the servant is not greater than his Lord, neither he that is sent greater than he that sent him. If ye know these things, happy are ye. If you know these things, happy are ye. If you know these things, happy are ye. If ye do them. Again, someone has told you a lie. Let me begin to, instead of just bringing it straight to you what the lie is, let me show you all the symptoms. Can I do that first? Understand something that has happened here. The Lord Jesus, God in the flesh, it still blows my mind, is now in the process. He knows that he is about to go uh, to the cross, about to be crucified. Now he's about to complete his entire life's mission. This was what he was born in, uh, born of the virgin to do. He's about to do the will of the father. And as they're at the Last Supper, of course, you know, as we read just read a moment ago, the Lord uh, takes a towel and water and he begins to wash the disciples' feet. He washes all their feet, including the one that would betray him. Grab a hold of this. Jesus washed the feet, meaning he served the one wholeheartedly that would give him pain or that would break his heart on purpose. He washed the feet of the one who would lie to his face with a kiss on purpose. He washed the feet of all the disciples, the ones that would turn his back, turn their backs on him. At the time when he needed them most, he knew that all of them would turn their backs on him. Yet still, he still washed their feet. The time when he needed them to pray for him in the garden. He said just one hour, one hour, one hour. But he still washed their feet. He still washed their feet. Can you imagine that? He knew full well who would betray him. He knew, the Bible says clearly, before Jesus washed Judas' feet, the devil had already spoken to Judas' heart. He already had the devil in him. But he loved the man more. Are you understanding? I don't know, Pastor, if I can make it. I, I don't know if I can make it. These people really keep getting on my nerves. Let's take a look at that. Let's take a look at that. If Jesus, if we could see Jesus as the pastor, I want you to see Jesus as the pastor because he is. He is the pastor, he is shepherd, he is the bishop, he is the apostle, he is the evangelist, he is the teacher, he is everything. I want you to see, if you see the Lord in this context as the pastor and the disciples being the members of the church. Let me show you something. 
it makes one ask the question, Jesus, what is going on? Pastor Jesus, what, what is going on? Because understand something, he taught them love and mercy. But he turns around and some of them say, Lord, you want us to call down fire from heaven and destroy these people? He say, what is wrong with y'all? You don't know what spirit you're in. What's going on, Pastor Jesus? He taught them about faith and he gave them an, an illustration of the, of the two fish and five loaves. And he said, this is how you have faith, boys. In the next few minutes, they get on a boat and the storm picks up and they say, Jesus, come and save us. We're going to die. And Jesus has to get up. Oh, boy, boy. He rebukes the wind, calms the sea and says, where is your faith? What's going on, Pastor Jesus? What's going on, Pastor Jesus? What's going on? What you teaching down there at your church? What you teaching down there, Jesus? What's going on? He tells the disciples, he tells them that everybody is to be loved and accepted. That everybody is worth saving. Everybody is worth saving. And then he goes and meets a Samaritan woman there at a well and he talks to her and the disciples, the church members come back up and say, what is he doing talking to her? What's going on, Pastor Jesus? Are you sure you're preaching the gospel down at your church? Yes, Lord God. What's going on, Pastor Jesus? We we heard that uh, that your treasurer was extorting funds from the church, Judas. We heard that. What's going on? Have you aren't you teaching them better down there? What's going on, Pastor Jesus? We heard that one of your elders, Peter, was found on the side of the road, warming his hands by a fire, cursing up a storm, and he's one of your elders. What's going on, Pastor Jesus? We heard that you were in a great meeting and all the townspeople were there and you began to talk about people eating your flesh and drinking your blood and more than 80 to 90% of your followers left you. You got a thriving church, Jesus, because understand, you know, Jesus had more than just 12 disciples. Oh, he had more. But he began to preach and teach what his father told him to preach and teach, and they left him. So we would say, Pastor Jesus, what's wrong with your church? Everybody's leaving. Your elders are cursing. Your your treasurer, your treasurer is extorting funds. What in the world is going on? Pastor Jesus. I can't get no talking here. Every time he goes to preach and teach, there are these religious leaders who want to talk him down and and talk about him. He's in one place casting out a devil or a demon, and then they turn around and say, you're casting him out because you're working with the devil yourself. What's going on, Pastor Jesus? What's going on? What's going on? They say that something's wrong with you because you because you hang around with sinners or the sinners hang around with you. They say something's wrong with you. Jesus, don't you know who they are? They shouldn't be hanging around in your church. You shouldn't have them serving in your church. Don't you know what they did? Amen. Amen. What's going on? Yes. 
Pastor Jesus, what's happening down there at your church? And even after Pastor Jesus rose from the grave, they didn't believe it. They didn't believe it. And some even said, well, Peter in particular said, I'm going fishing. I'm going fishing. I'm going back. That's exactly where Jesus met him, where he met the Lord. Washing his nets, dealing with that. And after Jesus gave his entire life, poured out everything that he had. They still didn't believe it. What's going on, Pastor Jesus? What's, what's, what's going on? But let me tell you something. Jesus was not deceived. He knew what was in the heart of man. And he was extremely and is very patient with us all. He endured the hardness. He endured hardness. He endured pain in order to get souls in. The Bible declares in the book of uh, Hebrews, Hebrews, the 12th chapter, verse number two, it says, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising, that is uh, to think little of the shame. Yes, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. The Bible says in, in uh, Isaiah 53, verses 4 and 5, it says, Surely he had borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. He knew what it was like to be in pain. Yes, Lord God. Yes. Pain. Jesus. Where did the pain come from? Jesus. The folk that were around him. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. And the majority of the pain that he faced was from those that were closest to him. Amen. The servant is not greater than his master. If they have done it to the master, they will do it to you. But you're going to have to count up the cost. You're going to have to count up the cost. The cross is the way of pain. I'm about to tell you the biggest lie you ever heard. What's the lie? It's that when you follow Jesus, everything's going to be rosy. And then nobody is ever going to talk about you. Nobody ever is going to scandalize your name. Nobody ever is going to mistreat you. But see, we believe that lie because when it happens, we say, I can't go no more down to that church. I can't serve the Lord no more. But the ones that were keeping up the most mess were those that were surrounding Jesus. Trouble followed Christ. Read your own Bible. It followed him. It followed him. It followed him. We've got to make a choice. The greatest lie that is being perpetrated in the house of God today in the mindset of the people of God is that people think that 
I'm going to, you know, everybody's going to love me. Nobody's going to like me and that people aren't supposed to hurt me. If you follow Christ, they will. Now come and give your life to Jesus. <laughs> are you hearing what I'm saying to you? These are things that will occur. That will occur. The Lord says very plainly in John 15 verse 20, listen to this. It says, remember the words that I said unto you, the servant is not greater than his, than his Lord. If they have persecuted me, they will. Amen. Amen. Say will. will. They will persecute you. Amen. If they have kept my sayings, they will keep yours also. Yes. He said, this is a fact. They will. If they've done it to me, they will do it to you. So the only way for us really to escape persecution, to escape their lies, their torment, their tricks, only way to escape that is to stop following Jesus. And if you stop following Jesus, you're going to find something worse. Are you hearing? So what are we doing today? I'm trying to tell you that it's cold outside. Yes. If you realize it's cold outside, I'm, I'm hoping that you won't put your shorts and T-shirt on. Amen. I'm hoping that you would dress for the environment. Amen. They're shooting outside. I pray that you will put your, your bulletproof vest on. I pray that you will dress for the environment, knowing that not everyone that's around you is your friend. Amen. Dress for the environment. How many people have left church? Oh, what this person said. Oh, what that person said. Oh, what this person said. Why? Because they took the lie hook, line, and sinker, not knowing that this is a part of the journey. Amen. Jesus. It's a part of the journey. Yes, Lord. No matter what church you go to, no matter where you go, it's a part of the journey. He said, if they have persecuted me, they will persecute you. Put your snow boots on. It's cold. Get ready for it. Let us not be deceived. Thinking that others will always be on your side. Are you hearing me? So let's get some things right. If you want the power, if you want the power, the power of God, then you're going to have to endure some pain. Let it sink in for a minute. If you want the power, you're going to have to endure some pain. If you want the anointing of the Holy Spirit, understand something. You're going to endure some pain. You want to flow with words of knowledge and and prophetic utterances. You want the people to fall out when you blow on them. Well, get a tic tac. You want all this great and mighty things to happen through you, but understand you're not going to amass great power with God without attracting some attention from the satanic kingdom. Power, power draws others. And it also the, the, we can say the prescription for it or the payment for it is pain. The greater your anointing, the greater pain that you will suffer. 
Let me say that again. The greater the anointing in your life, the greater pain that you will suffer. The question is, we say, God, I want more power with you. I want to be greater with you. You, That's the statement. God, I want to be greater. I want to do more for you. But the question is, how much pain can you tolerate? How much pain can you tolerate? Because the greater the power, the greater the pain. The greater the power, the greater the sacrifice. Look at it in the cross of Christ. He poured out all, all of his life. People lying on him and spitting on him and cursing him. But yet and still he loved them. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Are you hearing me? In other words, we can say, if you want to eat the food out of the kitchen, you better endure the heat. Because if you can't take the heat, you got to get out of that kitchen. Are you understanding? It comes with it. It comes with it. If you want to, if you want the beauty of the rose, understand somebody's going to shed some blood on those thorns. If you want a paycheck at the end of the week, you're going to have to endure the work. If you want the harvest that comes from the ground, somebody's going to have to roll up their sleeves and go out there and get in the soil and plant first. If you want the bounty, if you want the reward, if you want the treasure, there will come a time of work and hardness before that. The two come together. No pain, no gain. The two will come together. But the deception is that, oh, I will have all of this reward, but no pain. Even the Lord said, you will receive a 100-fold blessing with persecution. Why am I going through all this? You've got to be pretty powerful in God. You've got something mighty on the inside of you. You've got something mighty on the inside of you. The question is, can you endure the hardness because the hardness will only last so long? You may have had a hard day, but you will have a good life. Are you hearing? Even the mother endures the hardness of childbirth to get to the joy of the baby. Joy and pain, pain and pleasure often go together. You're going to have one, you have one, you're going to have the other. And some would say, well, I may be in the wrong place because all this, all this is happening around me. No, you may be in a very right place because all that is happening around you. Does that make sense to you? Let's go ahead and wrap this thing up. We got to count the cost. Count the cost. You have to count the cost. If you want to be saved, you're going to go through. If you're going to be saved, you will go through. I know you may not want to hear it, but I'm going to say it anyway. If you're going to be saved, you will go through. Put the appropriate clothes on. It's cold. Get you a thick winter coat. I'm telling you, the environment is cold. Wear the proper gear. Have the proper mindset. 
Somebody may, may lie on me. They may cheat on me. They may hurt me purposefully, on purpose, and know that they are doing it. What do I do, Jesus? What do I do? Well, he tells us, Luke 14, listen to what he said. Luke 14, verse 26, the Lord said, If any man come to me and hate not his father and mother and wife and children and brethren and sisters, yea, even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. And whosoever doeth not bear his cross... And come after me cannot be my disciple. There is a cost of discipleship. We've got to lose it all. He said also in verse 33, uh, So likewise, whosoever he be of you that forsake not all he hath, he cannot be my disciple. There is pain involved in that. But there is also great joy involved in that. Scripture says plainly weeping may endure for a night, but there's joy in the morning. There's going to be balance. There is going to be balance. As long as you are in this life, there is going to be balance. If you're outside and you have your light on, you're going to have the warmth of the light, but you'll also have to endure the, the, the flies, the bugs that come around. There's going to be balance. And understand, if you're going to have one, be anticipation and expect the other to come. Are you hearing? Now, let's look at the last one here. The Lord said here for us to, in Romans 12, uh, 21, he says, be not overcome with evil, or rather be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. And he tells us this on the Sermon of the Mount. Listen to this here. In Matthew 5, verse 43 through 48, listen to this. This is out of the New Living Translation. He says this, you have heard the law, you've heard uh, the law that says, love your neighbors and hate your enemies. But I say, love your enemies. Pray for those who persecute you. In that way, you will be acting as true children of your father in heaven. For he gives the he gives his sunlight to both the evil and to the good. And he sends rain on the just and the unjust alike. If you love only those who love you, what reward is there for that? Even corrupt tax collectors do that much. If you are kind only to your friends. Let me say that again. If you are kind only to your friends, let me say that again. If you are kind only to your friends, one more time. If you are kind only to your friends, one more time. If you are kind only to your friends, how are you different from anyone else? Even pagans do that. Verse 48, but you are to be perfect even as your father in heaven is perfect. Well, Pastor, I can't do that. You don't know what they did to me. Well, then it's time to approach the altar and cry out to God because this is what the Messiah, Jesus, is expecting out of you. This is what he's expecting out of you and me. And he would ask you to do something or command you to do something that he was not willing to give you the power and authority to do. Are you hearing? The big lie. So you've got to make a decision. 
This is not going to be easy, but it's going to be worth it. They are going to lie on you. But you've got to pray for them. You've got to pray for them. They are going to hate you, even without a cause. But you must love them. They're going to do evil to you. But you must do good to them. They're going to talk about you. They're going to scandalize your name. But you must pray for them. In doing this, you will become true children of your father. Not pretenders, true children of your father. So here again, somebody's been lying. Somebody's been lying to say that you can really be a true Christian and hate people that hate you. You can, they say you can really be a true Christian and not forgive anybody. Somebody's been lying to you. These are big old nasty lies. What you have to understand is you must dress for the environment. Put on the whole armor of God. Ask God to put on the whole armor. Ask him to protect your heart. By his grace and by his authority, ask him to keep you. Because you and I are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. We must follow the path of Christ. We must walk like Christ. You're going to have great and awesome days. Oh my goodness, it's going to be fabulous. It's going to be wonderful. Oh, so much grace and glory. But then there'll be other times that you feel like you're in hell. There'll be times when God will use you to do some great and awesome things, just like Elijah there that called down fire uh, there at Mount Carmel. Oh, my God, he was on the top of ministry. But then the very next moment, Jezebel sends him a note and he runs off running. And he says, it's enough, Lord. I want to die. I want to commit suicide. Great power, but also great pain. This is a part of life. You must be armed with the truth of that. You must be armed with the truth of that. Always be ready to forgive. Always be ready to pray. Don't let the evilness of others contaminate your heart. Always be willing to release them for what they've done to you and what was done around you. Just be willing to release them. Ask God for his grace because if not, all of that weight is going to pull you down. Pull down. And what's down? Down is depression. Down is worry. Down is anxiety. Down is fear. Don't let their weights pull you down. Get ready. Get dressed. Get dressed for the environment. Don't wear your heart on your sleeves. Get dressed for the environment. It's going to happen. And you must be like Christ and not like the things of the world. I pray you've heard the word of God today. We're done in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah.
Well, well, that's it, my friends, for this recorded message. Thank you so much for hearing this audio CD. Now, here's the next step. Take the CD out and share it with a friend. And don't forget, there is a QR code that is quick response code on the front of the CD. Well, you just take your smartphone out and you scan that code. And guess what? You'll install the Kingdom Rock app right on your mobile device. And in the Kingdom Rock app, uh, it's available, of course, in the Android market and iPhone. And you can have the web app if you have another type of phone. Well, once you scan that code, you'll have access into our entire archive of messages. There are probably hundreds or thousands of messages there that you can hear. And they're made new and fresh, uploaded fresh every single week to the glory of the Lord. So I want you to take advantage of that. It's going to be a blessing to you. All right. Well, before we go, I want to just say a word of prayer over your life. And I pray that God will richly bless you. Would you take a moment and pray with me? Oh, wonderful. Well, let's go ahead and pray. Dear Father, I thank you for my friend that is right now listening to this audio CD. I ask you to bless them and cause your light to shine upon them and cause them to see better days, cause them to know Jesus Christ as their Lord and as their Savior. And Father, I pray that the power of darkness would be broken off of their lives and that they would see Jesus plainly, brightly, and victoriously in their own lives. Bless my friend today, I ask, Father, in Jesus' name, amen. And my friend, if you have never received Jesus Christ as your Lord and as your Savior, you know, here's a good time to do it. So just continue to play the CD, and I'm going to lead you in the prayer of salvation. And of course, there is no magical words, no magical words that will get you into the kingdom of God. But this short prayer of salvation can start you on the way. Then after we're finished praying, do me a favor. Look for a good local church, a good Bible-believing local church that will help you in your spiritual growth and development. Get baptized in the wonderful name of Jesus. And I pray that you will be filled with God's precious spirit. And remember, if you're ever in the Bremen area, you're welcome, more than welcome, to stop by and worship with us. Every Sunday morning at 10 a.m., just check our website for more details at www.kingdomrock.org. All right, are you ready to pray? Let's pray. I'll pray for you and then you just repeat after me, okay? Father, your word declares that those who come to you, you will in no wise cast out. So Lord, I'm bringing my friend to you right now, regardless of where they've been, regardless of what they have done. I know that the blood of Jesus was shed on their behalf and you want to forgive them. You're waiting to do it. And I ask you that you would hear us as we pray. All right, my friend. All right, come on, let's pray together. And just say with me, Father, I admit that I have sinned. I have done wrong. I have fallen short of your plans for my life. But I believe in Jesus. I believe that he is a savior of the world. And I may not know how everything works, but I do believe. I ask you, Lord Jesus, to come into my heart and to fill me and to make me yours. And I will serve you all the days of my life as you show me how. I need you and I thank you for washing my sins away and making me whole. 
In Jesus' name, amen. Well, my friends, I believe that that is the start of a wonderful relationship between you and God the Father. Continue in His rich word. And join us next time for more Kingdom Rock Radio. We love you now. God bless you.